Hey kids, how are you? Kevin Goatee, Gutting the Sacred Cow. Listen, we got ourselves a doozy of an episode. Tia Fabi comes on and does Batman vs. Superman, the film that damn near everybody hates, but you know what? She wanted to take this down below the Earth's crust and through the mantle and to the core and show us how much she hates this film and why. Real fast, guttingthesacredcow.com. Every single day, new piece of articles, postings, whatever we have. You know, movie news, list of 10, everything, guttingthesacredcow.com. And of course, please, if you have not done so already, just give us a five-star rating, two-sentence review, and more importantly, tell your friends to come over and listen to our podcast. If you're passionate about this podcast, which I think a lot of you are, just tell your friends who are movie nerds just like us, hey, Gutting the Sacred Cow, those are some pretty cool dudes. And now here we go, Tia Fabi doing Batman versus Superman. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kind of like it, yeah, it's trending right now. Yeah, that doesn't matter because we're gutting the sacred cow. Hey, you see a set of keys around here? No time for love, Dr. Jones. Kevin Israel, name that film. Well, it's, I, I, the, the original quote comes from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Right. But that's a quote, I believe it's a quote within a quote. It is. It uh, is. And it's, um, uh, is it a uh, Kevin Smith movie? It is. It's, uh, is it is it Jay that says it? It is not Jay that says it. Um, oh God, I can I can I can picture. Oh, it's is it Mallrat? No, it's not Mallrats. It is not Mallrats. Uh, uh, you Clarks? are right. It is Clark's. God Clarks. damn! I thought I thought you knew that film better than that. <laughs> it only took fifteen minutes to get Kevin Israel to get the film Clark's, it but was, here we uh, are. It was Randall that said it. Yes, it is Randall, my uh, my spirit animal. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, here we are, gutting the sacred cow. We can't thank you enough for being here. And first off, I can't thank you guys enough. I know we always start the show, but I can't thank you guys enough because it is true. Every week, you guys and gals have surpassed the previous week's single-day all-time download high. Without even mentioning that our episode was out, you went out there and you're all subscribed. This is how I know this is the case. You went all out and you guys already made the Juliet Miranda episode where she does Scream, our number four all-time episode, and you put over, over 400 downloads in one day for us. That shattered our previous record of, what was it, two and change, high, high twos. Kevin, is that sound about right? All I know is you text me very early in the morning to tell me this, and I try to get as excited as possible, but I'm like half asleep. I'm like, I, I guess those numbers are good. When I wake up, I'll get a little more excited about it, but great. <laughs> uh, I wish you shared in my enjoyment for that. It was 9.30. It was like, a night, like it's at 6.30 in the morning. I'm not an animal. Besides, my, do- <laughs> my daughter sleeps till 9, 9.30, which is perfect. Anyway, who gives a shit about all that? Because Tia Fabi's here to join us. She has selected a film. At first, I will tell you, Tia, I said no to this. And you can thank Kevin Israel 
for saying yes because I thought the film you had selected, which is Batman versus Superman, was too easy of a film to shit on because no one likes this film. No one. All right? And apparently, well, maybe Kevin Israel does. But I thought Tia took a too easy film. You know, all it did it did qualify for obviously box office success. So in fairness, that was the reason why. But then Kevin said, "You know what? With uh, the the website she works for, Geek Five Nations, that those people would be more in tune to an in depth comic book nerd X's and O's breakdown of this film." I said, "You know what? Overruled, sustained, allowed. Let's go." So Tia Fabi is here to take down um, Batman versus Superman. So, but first, Tia Fabi, tell us a little bit about you, real fast. Tell us where we can find Geek Five's Nation. Awesome. Yes, thank you. Guys, my name is Tia. I work for Geek Fives Nation. I'm the head writer slash content manager. You can, of course, find us at geekfivesnation.com, which links to all of our social media accounts. And Kevin, I have to say that uh, I originally was going to do Justice League, and I thought that was too easy. And I know personally a lot of people who enjoyed Batman versus Superman, so I thought, ooh, this is going to be a hot topic of sorts. <laughs> I would suggest that people who say they did like Batman versus Superman buy all their wardrobe at Spencer's Gifts in the mall. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think. But let's get down to the facts and figures as we always do. Batman versus Superman came out in 2016, a budget at the time of $250 million, bringing in a complete haul of $872 million worldwide. For a movie that really sucked asshole, it's a hell of a haul. But, I wish I could do something shitty and almost make a billion dollars. Right? Uh, <laughs> look, Chris D'Elia got how many specials on Netflix? So it can happen. <laughs> a 2020 conversion rate, if you will, as we always do. Like I said, $250 million budget in 2016. Translating to today's dollars, $271 million budget and a $947 million haul. We're almost in Avengers territory, Kevin Israel. But it's now time for the score section. Kevin Israel, IMDb, TFAB, as you know. IMDb is a 1 through 10 rating scale with decimal points. I will allow the lady and the guest to go first. TFAB on the old 1 through 10 with decimal points. What did Batman versus Superman score? I'm going to say something like, because again, there are a lot of people out there who did enjoy it. I'm going to say something akin to maybe 6.7. Kevin Israel. 5.4. See if Fabi, you do win both showcases. 6.5. Wow. (laughs) Which is two and a half points higher than I thought it would be. Now it's time for Rotten Tomatoes scores. Critic score. And, of course, the audience score, the old 1 through 100 percentage rate. Tia Fabi, what did the critics give Batman versus Superman percentage? I'm going to say 23%. K.I.? I'm going to say 38. 38. Tia, what would you say? Sorry, 20 what? 23. Oh, Tia Fabi, both showcases again? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I swear I didn't do any sort of research beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope so you did for the argument's sake, but not for this. For the argument, yeah. (laughs) 28% of the critics gave this a positive review. A 15% increase of what I thought I was actually going to see. 
The audience score. Kevin Israel, I'll allow you to go first this time. Audience score, Batman versus. I feel like because there were there are people who do like and love this movie, it's gonna be higher. So I'm gonna say a sixty-one. Wow. Okay. Pretty high. Tia Fabi, your guess? I'm actually gonna go a little higher than Kevin Israel and say seventy-three. I'm feeling good about this. I can't believe that I've had all three guesses get both showcases because Kevin Israel at 62%. Ah. <laughs> you both, you guys and you, both of you guys and girls have been nailing this dead nuts on virtually. So very <laughs> impressive. Next up is quotes. I'll go first. You're ready for the obvious? Martha, fuck <laughs> you. Exactly what I yelled out in the theater when I saw this on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Fuck you when they said that. The second one, and I actually got a kick out of this one. You're psychotic, huh? Yeah, a, th- a three-syllable world, three-syllable word for any thought bigger than a tiny mind. Kevin, that has to be Lex Luthor. I'm was sorry, Lex. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. <laughs> Kevin, I think that was like, the trailer too, actually. Was it? I, I think okay. so. Yeah. Okay. Quotes from you. Um, the quotes that stood out for me were. Uh, uh, when uh, when Bruce and uh, Clark first meet and Lex comes running over and does his whole little introduction and he shakes uh, Clark's hand and he goes, you should not pick a fight with this person. Uh, I, thought, I thought that was kind of funny. And then there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a really deep geek quote that not a lot of people probably picked up outside of those who are actual Superman fans. Uh, Clark's arguing why they should... Uh, why they should uh, put the article about the bat in the in the, the newspaper, and uh, and now I don't know why I'm blanking on his uh, his editor's name. Why am I Barry White? Barry White, thank you. And I hate Superman, and I knew thank that. You. Thank you, Barry <laughs> uh, White. Uh, and he goes, uh, Clark goes. The, the the Daily Bugle used to stand for something, and Barry White goes. Yeah, maybe in 1938. Yeah, I got that. that. Was I did. The first I wrote the of yep. Superman. Yeah. And he leaned into it again, by the way. He goes, yeah, like I said, 1938. He said like two or three times ago, we get it. It's yeah. the year he was fucking created. Move yeah. on, Lawrence Fishburne. And then I think in that same uh, in that same exchange, he goes, nobody wants to see Clark Kent versus Batman. Nice. <laughs> like, ironically, nobody wanted to see this movie either. Subtle as a kick in the nuts. Yeah. Tia, any quotes jump out at you? Yeah, I was thinking about this because I literally rewatched the movie last night to try to prepare for this. And when Batman turns to Superman during the fight against Doomsday and goes, I thought she was with you yeah. in reference to Wonder Woman. I hated like the look on his face, which sounds so incredibly petty. But when he said that, I was like, I don't know. It's just uh, everything is so cringy. It was so cringy. <laughs> I mean, I get why, because she's exhibiting, you know, superhuman capabilities, and he's from there. I got that. I wasn't angered by it, but noted. And I do know, I, and I appreciate Hans Zimmer's score in this. Hans Zimmer, number two all time, of course, on the Mount Rushmore next to, of course, John Williams. And I have that track on my phone, and it is entitled, I Thought She Was With You. <laughs> and that's the Wonder Woman theme. So there's a fun fact. The, the Wonder Woman theme was fantastic. It's great. Oh, it's, it's it, it sucks you right in every time. That music, like, oh shit, it's about to go down. Yeah. Down the fucking toilet like this film did. <laughs> Usually, Tia, I don't tip my hand, but when yeah, you wow, show, Kev. oof. 
But it's now time for something a little more on the lighter side. And that, of course, is our five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. Fun fact number one. Ben Affleck asked Christian Bale for advice about playing Batman. He said, make sure you can piss in that costume. (laughs) I remember that. They met while buying costumes for their kids. Batman costumes, mind you. That's crazy. (laughs) Fun fact number two. After seeing his performance in Cloud Atlas, the studio wanted Tom Hanks to play Lex Luthor. I, I... I honestly, I would have, I would have taken Macaulay Culkin to play Lex Luthor over Jack anyone, Black. anyone else, <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> I would have taken the gingerhead kid from Designing Women to play Lex Luthor. Like I can get why they, why they, somebody thought of like going that route, but you would think in the reading they would have been like, yeah, this is, this is the worst idea ever. You're fired, and we're going a different way. Richard Armitage, Luke Evans, and Orlando Bloom have all been considered to play the Dark Knight, by the way. I did not know about – I don't even know who Luke Evans is. Uh, Luke Evans actually would be great, other than he's British, but he's great. Well, Superman's fucking British too, but that didn't stop I know, and I, drives, and, I, and I love Henry Cavill, and I love him as Superman, and it drives me crazy because I hate when Brits play Americans. Oh, what about Hugh Jackman playing a Canadian, your favorite, Wolverine? Yeah, and I was not a fan of Hugh Jackman casting, as I said in uh, in our little review this week. That's true. And Ian McKellen playing Magneto in X Men, and Patrick Stewart playing Charles Xavier. Well, so, uh, Christian in fairness, Bale Magneto played Batman. Was, mm-hmm. Magneto was from Eastern Europe, but he's not English. No, thank you. Fun fact number three: the film was originally pitched in August 2001 by Andrew Kevin Walker. Anytime you go by three names, you're a serial killer in my book. <laughs> With Wolfgang Peterson to direct and Akiva Goldsman to script, Goldman's script had Bruce Wayne's fiance slain by the Joker, which sends him on a revenge rampage and brings him into conflict with Superman, who tries to stop him. The film was shelved, but Goldman's I Am Legend, 2007, a teaser poster for the film, The Superman Shield Inside the Bat, was seen in the opening scene. That's a lot. That already sounds, in that one sentence, that sounds like a better movie. (laughs) For a rough cut of the film was shown for the executives at Warner Brothers. They were reportedly so impressed that they not only gave the film a standing ovation, but also began negotiating a deal with Ben Affleck to have him make not one, not two, but three other solo Batman films rather than the original plan to make only one. Wait, are you saying that there's another Zack Snyder cut out there that we have not seen? Don't get me... There is the extended cut of Batman v Superman that you can still you have to buy on Amazon. Yeah, no. <laughs> I haven't been willing to shell out the twenty bucks, but they do say it's got thirty extra minutes, and they say it it's, it makes it markedly better. But I'm not willing to go twenty dollars into it. Or that you could have made the film long. markedly better by making this film markedly better. <laughs> That's just a crazy idea I have. I don't know. What do Number I know? Five. Number five, a quick one. <laughs> Well, which, uh, which famous James Bond, well, which James Bond was considered to play Alfred J. Pennyworth? 
One guess each. Pierce Brosnan. Gavin? Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> that's, that's my guess. I mean, that's, I think that's the only one I can think of. Mr. Yeah. Li- Mr. License to Kill Himself, Timothy Dalton was approached to play the role of Alfred the Butler. Really? I think I, blo- I blocked Timothy Dalton from my mind. That license, to kill wasn't that, that license to Kill wasn't that bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't that bad. And but, he's good in Doom Patrol, I will say. Yes, like yes, he is good. He, in he was great in The Rocketeer. Yeah. I haven't seen oh. that movie in a long time. <laughs> I haven't either. I saw the theater, I think, opening night. That's when that made, didn't make the opening night list, Kevin, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> we didn't come here to shoot the shit about The Rocketeer and Timothy Dalton's uh, We did it. Uh, all right, if you want to, by all means. <laughs> we have until 8.15. But we are here to hear Tia Fabi come out and gut, gut the, the sacred, sacred cow. cow. Your Honor, Your Honor. I, I love that. That was great. Um, yeah, I – oh, God. Like, be- – before I even started, say, writing for Geek Vibes Nation, my general consensus was that everyone disliked Batman versus Superman. And then only once I started writing for them is when a lot of people just started absolutely saying how much they adored the freaking film. Um, I remember years ago watching it, and I was like, holy shit, it is three hours long. I cannot believe how freaking long this is. It was laughable to me i never liked the idea of ben affleck as bruce wayne um not just because you know i felt like it was too soon after christian bale but i was like oh god ben affleck and i still don't see it where people are saying how much they enjoyed ben affleck as batman it makes no sense to me but let's get further into it so Obviously, the movie starts off with, you know, the battle in Man of Steel with Superman and, you know, Bruce Wayne feels this really deep connection because all these people got hurt and one of his employees played by Scoot McNary, who is a much more talented actor than that and should not have gotten this throwaway character, uh, you know, gets his legs chopped off essentially and he now Bruce Wayne has this huge vendetta against Superman. I've never liked when they have these stories in superhero movies, such as even what they did in Marvel with the Sokovian Accords, that um, it's, you know, the superhero's fault. To me, I'm like, the villain was going to destroy the entire world altogether, so I'm sorry, some collateral damage is expected. Um, Disliked, and Amy Adams is a fantastic actress, let me start by saying that, but I just never felt like she was that she fit well for the uh, the character of Lois Lane. We were just talking about how Jesse Eisenberg was a awful Lex Luthor. It was laughable. And then after watching Justice League, seeing that essentially um, uh, Ezra Miller as Barry Allen was played the exact same way as Jesse Eisenberg was as Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is this powerful freaking figure in superhero comics, a huge villain, probably up to the status of the Joker, and he is pretty much a rambling version of what he played in the Social Network movie, so I absolutely dislike that. Um, it seemed also like everyone knew each other, too. I mean, that, and I know like Batman's very smart and all that, but you know, he instantly knew that uh, Superha- Superman was uh, Clark Kent, and then apparently Lex Luthor knew who both of them freaking were. 
Um, oh God, you know, and the battle scene was awful. And I'm just like rambling here because going through it again last night and watching it, I was like, this is unbearable. I kept pausing it to see how much longer I had to go. And I was like, oh God, so much. It was thrown together. Um, again, I just couldn't really get past that. I felt everyone was pretty much ill casted except for, I do like Henry Cavill as Superman, and I think Gail Godot is a fantastic Wonder Woman. Um, she is probably the only aspect of that movie that I liked. Um, the whole, you know, and it's like I get the whole, you know, can we really trust Superman because he's so powerful and he answers to no one, but I just, again, hated that storyline completely. The CGI in this movie is god-awful. It's Warner Brothers, and they can't afford better CGI. Doomsday looked awful. I hated that storyline with Lex Luthor. To me, it's like, if you're going to have a movie about Batman versus Superman, then just have them duke it out. I don't need you to throw Wonder Woman in there. I don't need the three of them then suddenly taking a stance against this bigger villain. I don't need the Martha scene. Um, that was just so ill played it is such a common name lois lane comes out of nowhere which she did again in justice league but we're not talking about justice league we're talking about batman versus superman you can't help yourself <laughs> i can't help myself i really can't um but you know she just comes out of nowhere in the in batman versus superman i just remember that scene of them fighting and then her just running out of nowhere and she's like it's his mother oh god and people love that scene some people will say oh you just don't understand the emotions that it you know brought out and i'm like i felt no emotions um at all during this no emotions but, but do you ever feel emotions is the question that's i do i i do i cry all the time during movies um, he has no emotional range so when he says that like that it carries the water <laughs> Oh, no, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I cry a lot throughout movies, so if it didn't garner any sort of emotional uh, reaction from me, then you just did a really bad job. And, again, I just dislike the darkness. And that's another thing is that, so I'm a big fan of the Marvel movies, and some people will say, oh, because you're a Marvel person, you don't like DC. That's not true at all. I grew up on Batman the Animated Series, yada, yada, yada. Um, I just literally can't see anything that's in the Batman versus Superman movie because it's so dark. And to me, that's just a sign of poor editing because you don't want people to see what's going on. And that's why you make everything dark. Um, and then they unnecessarily kill Superman. There's that. That whole fight was messy. I didn't care for it at all. I don't even want to talk about it. But uh, And then just, you know, the way what that... Me- what was messy about it? What, was, what do you think was messy about it? So, all right, I don't know if either of you guys have watched, say, like, The Vampire Diaries or The Originals, which I believe aired on the CW, or I could be wrong about that. But I think I saw some whole, of the originals. The whole idea of, like, people who, like, you know, it goes really fast. It's like you're not the Flash, but you'll have, like, these scenes in this battle between the three of them against Doomsday where, like, Lois, uh, not Lois, Wonder Woman is jumping, and it's like, vroom, like, that kind of, I don't know necessarily how to describe it, but this whole, like, it's just not pretty looking the way they were fighting against, and the CGI was 
terrible. It looked jumbled. And to me, it just wasn't aesthetically pleasing at all. And it almost made no sense to have Batman in that conversation because you have Wonder Woman who's so powerful. You have Superman who's so powerful. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Batman, but you are literally a guy with gadgets. Um, and it's not like Iron Man who has a suit. You know, because well, at least the in comparison. the beginning, when he was fighting Superman, he had that mech suit on. Right. right. And when he went to save Martha, he lost the mech suit, even though he was able to break through a wall, which made no sense. Yeah. Um, but then when he went back to <laughs> Doomsday, he never got a new mech suit. So now he was just a dude in a suit. And you're yeah. one Absolutely, 100%. It would have made more sense if he had the mech suit. If you bring that to fight against Superman, but you don't bring it to fight against the massive monster who's causing catastrophic um, destruction around. So that just didn't make sense to me. Um, as I think that if you are watching a film that you're so bored with that you literally are checking how much time is left, it's a bad movie. And as I said, I think everyone was so poorly cast. Zack Snyder, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but I don't... First of all, it's very obvious he wanted to make a Batman movie, but I guess the studio maybe pressured him into also throwing Superman in there and Wonder Woman to try to connect to this larger universe, but in the end, everything just felt like it was thrown in with each other. Um, and I don't know. So... My main argument is that everyone was poorly cast. The CGI was terrible. It was way too long. And just focus on one thing. There's no need in your movies to throw in a thousand different subplots. Just focus on a singular storyline. Concentrate on that. And maybe you'll have a better movie. But in general, this is why I wanted to talk about Batman versus Superman. Because I can tell you guys aren't fans. But the general consensus is, no, Ben Affleck was a fantastic Bruce Wayne, the best Bruce Wayne of all time. How dare you say anything about our God, Zack Snyder, and we want Bruce, we want Ben Affleck back, even though he said how bad it was for his mental health. But it's like, I just don't know how someone could watch Batman vs. Superman and praise it so much. Like, even the warehouse scene, which people have told me, even if you dislike Batman vs. Superman, you have to love that warehouse scene. I'm like, but I don't. I don't like seeing Batman in a cloak. Not a cloak, in um, a trench coat with the goggles. It, it, I have never seen Batman like that. And I just dislike that. So Maybe he was I'm trying to perv on some people with that coat and that trench coat and binoculars. He's <laughs> trying to peek into some girl's it's like you're a you're a person in a costume already. Why do you need to wear the costume and then put the other like trench coat and stuff on? Um, and then supposedly ahead, the, in that director's cut, mm -hmm. part of the thirty minutes, that scene is a completely different piece of the story, and hmm. you you get the explanation as to why he's dressed like that. And there's. There's more to that. That scene was apparently filmed to be something else that it was. It wasn't. I don't think it was supposed to just be a dream. And mm -hmm. there was more to that because I agree that it was like this weird. I kind of dug it. I, I like that he was in it. I don't know. I just I'm I, I think that just harkens back to some other Batman stuff I'd seen in comic books. But 
uh, there was supposed to be more to that, but you're right that just taken as this dream, why was he dreaming of himself in that? It was, it was weird. That's what I'm saying. And I totally understand if you kind of had this connection to some of, uh, comic book strips and that's completely fine, but I didn't like that at all. It was weird costuming to me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just basically, that is my argument against Batman versus Superman. Just I, the whole thing that W, you know, the Warner brothers always has it where it's like, Oh, well what you saw on screen isn't really what was meant to be the movie. Here's the director's cut. It's like, no, you wouldn't say that about any other film. So why am I going to give Batman versus Superman a pass or any other WB DC movie a pass? So I, I don't understand what everyone loves about Batman versus Superman. I don't understand what the people like about it because they're in the minority. <laughs> Here are my notes. Mm, and I've got a lot. Okay. We open yet again with Bruce Wayne falling down the well and the parents getting shot. We didn't need this a third time. This is like when my mother and grandmother would start telling stories by saying, stop me if you heard this. And the first sentence of saying, stop, I've heard this. <laughs> 38 times. I did like the darker Batman. I forgot how he branded the criminals. I did like that. Let's also, uh, let's try and figure this out. Can we throw Amy Adams in the hot or cute pile? Right now my vote is cute, not hot. Kevin? Cute. Thank you. Okay. Jesse Eisenberg. Is I, I don't get to I'm remiss. I, I apologize. Cute or hot? Cute. So, so the, so the Holy Trinity says it is cute. Three cutes. Three cutes. Cutes from here forward. Cute. Cute. Jesse Eisenberg is an annoying twat, and he is in everything that he's done except for the Social Network, I where do, he was playing an annoying twat. But it fit, and I like that. I do. By the way, do you know that Quentin Tarantino says the best film of the 2010 era, or it was the Social Network? Fun fact. He was just being, he was just, uh, he was saying that sarcastically. Yeah, he didn't mean it. I fucking love that film. I don't care what he's, I, I think it's a great <laughs> film. I do. I do not think Lex Luthor was a UCB quirky type that worshipped Arcade Fire. Did any of you? <laughs> As I said before, in 1938, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We fucking get it, Zach. We know. Kevin Israel, I I am man enough to admit when I'm wrong, which is not often, but I will give you this. Ben Affleck is a better Batman than Christian Bale after rewatching this, but Bale is still a better Bruce Wayne. Oh, you're so wrong. Oh, my God. Christian Christian (laughs) Bale. completely wrong. No, I do not. Christian Bale is – Christian as Bruce Wayne has the acting range of a guava. Christian Bale was having sex with with many women. Did fucking Affleck even lay a finger on anybody? No. He's a multi-million dollar playboy, as it's been said many times, many ways. He has nothing to do with women in this. He's a lot more charismatic, what Bale is, as Bruce Wayne than, than Affleck. Affleck's a better Batman. I give you that, but not a better Bruce Wayne. Now, I have a question for you because you're the nerd here. The dream that Bruce Wayne had, was that Robin reaching out to him in that vision? That was the Flash. That was a. It looked like Robin, like a few, like a nineteen ninety seven Chris O'Donnell Robin. It's that, okay. That's another miscast with Ezra Miller. So right. Okay. Right. Okay. But they I never. Know. I don't think they ever. 
reconciled what that scene was because in justice you. league i don't think they ever referenced it no and it was supposed don't. to i think it was supposed to come back in justice league and it never did it might be in the snyder cut i don't know but uh, i have so many opinions about that on so do I. <laughs> so but do uh I. but that was that was supposed to be like something like because through the fl- the the speed force and everything that was supposed to link a bunch of shit together and it just never did for guys who, like me, who did not read the comics but have seen virtually every superhero film, there were a lot of disjointed, uh, you know, oh, yeah. story plots that just – like, I'm like, if I have to ask a question – and again, I've seen damn near every one of the superhero films there are. For, but here's my problem with Batman. I do not like him breaking his no-guns policy. Get the fuck yes. out of here. Not- Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I so appreciate that because there are so many people who are like, oh, get over it, yada, yada. And I'm like, no. I mean, there is a distinct part in a comic where Batman is literally breaking a shotgun in half saying that we don't need this. And then you have him with guns. It's, it's Shotguns, so- assault rifles, everything. Everything. For the record, Tim Burton's Batmobile had machine guns built into it. But he is. They all That's had, different. So, so the Tumblr, <laughs> they all had machine guns into that, but he didn't fire a single gun because of the parents thing. Did not like that. What's next? Is, is, is Superman going to fuck Lois Lane with a kryptonite dildo? No. <laughs> Cut the bullshit. Uh, this is the first time and probably the last time I've ever jerked off to Ma Kent. How about that? Diane Lane? That's just twisted, man. Hey, listen, I admitted I can't, the same. I can't I admitted, jump on that boat. I admitted the same for Aunt May and the new Spider-Man with Marissa Tomei. Uh, but that's understandable. That's Everybody understandable. agrees with that. Diane, look, Diane, no, hold on. Diane Lane in Unbreakable. Go watch that film again and tell me that doesn't send a charge. Yeah, that was like 20 years ago. That's what, you know, I didn't clarify. I should have said I jerked off to a woman who at one point who now played Ma Kent, but not the current Ma Kent. So. I feel like you're backtracking to save me. Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> under quarantine. Listen, man, I, if you're into granny porn, we're not here to judge you. Live your no, life. no judgment. Judgment yeah. free zone. <laughs> Listen, we're in quarantine. We've went through every <laughs> single genre on fucking UJs and Red Tube and everything. Next up, I was never and still can't get into Superman and his world of world of characters. Perry White, Lois Lane, and all the villains in Superman are fucking boring. I'm one of the few people. Look, I admit the the, the Superman films they good be good. I like Superman two better than one. The Superman films, the whole character, he is a fucking bore. Do not you like mean, You mean all the characters that Spider-Man copied off of? Yeah. Well, guess what? Get, it was first the beta or the VHS? The beta was. We went, the VHS did it better. What happened? Then the Laserdisc came out, and then the DVD came out, and then the Blu-ray came out. My point is, shit evolves. This did not evolve like it should have. Not good. This felt like empty calories, but without the sugar rush, this film. Superman's self-exiles to brood are like a cranky teen, but I'm just not buying it. I'm sorry. He's too old for this shit now. Did I I mention Jesse Eisenberg as like an autistic open mic comedian? Just want to make sure. (laughs) An hour and 36 in, and I wanted to tap out like I was getting fucking triangle choked. Nope. Miles Dyson from T2 is Cyborg's creator. Oh, that's all you're going to give him? The guy got blown up in a fucking building in Terminator 2, and you're going to give this guy 10 seconds of screen time? Fuck you. And what was, a, what was the catalyst in this film, I ask you? Ready? A jar of piss. 
Oh, God. That's, that's such a terrible scene. I would uh, use a jar of diarrhea as a metaphor myself, but sure, <laughs> let's mess with piss. I got it. I will say the Batman versus Superman fight itself was good. I did mention that Martha, fuck you, I yelled in the theater. I did enjoy the rescuing the Ma Ken scene. If you're a PlayStation 4 fan, if you have Arkham Knight or any of the Batman games, that whole scene where he fucked up all the uh, the bad guys, that was some Arkham Knight shit right there. That was a beautifully orchestrated fight scene. Big fan. You know who couldn't pull that off? Adam West. Why? Because he's dead? Well, yes. And that is because he had the body of an 11th grade woodshop teacher. So Adam West couldn't pull that off, but good on Ben Affleck for getting in shape. Doomsday is fucking boring. There is nothing remarkable about him except he's built like an orc from Lord of the Rings or Rebel Wilson. I haven't figured out which one yet, but I will one of these days. He, Why? Was, uh, he was basically well, – I don't even remember the bad guy's name in Justice League. Uh, I don't uh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Oh. He was Steppenwolf without the armor. Great. Like th- there was no background, no nothing. He was just a big, strong guy. And that's all you needed to know. Yeah. Why? And here's something else I must have missed. Why did Wonder Woman show up in Metropolis? I guess her main reason for being there was setting the stage for Justice League. What was she? She was looking at the weapons. Or sorry. The, yeah, the sword where Batman goes, goes, oh, it's fake. And then she's gallivanting around trying to steal files. And then she finds the files for the Justice League. Like, why the fuck is she in Metropolis in the first place? Can someone answer that for me? I think um, the main reason there was to get those files. She knew that Lex she- had files then how did she even know there were files to be had well that's we're gonna learn that in wonder woman 1984 are we no i hope we're not (laughs) why i should have stuck with it and you could have been just waiting for it the whole movie i I was (laughs) (laughs) why is it every time in a film that a president orders a nuclear strike they always end with may god have mercy on their souls because I bet when Harry Truman – thank you. I bet when Harry Truman doc, dropped two nukes on Japan, he had a way better catchphrase. Something like, hibachi table for $7 million, coming right up. <laughs> I, got to I hope he just yelled out, got him. <laughs> E4, you sunk my battleship. As Tia said – no one, no one is buying Superman's death for a microsecond. Why even pretend to kill him off after Justice League was announced before this film was out? They're not killing him three films into the DC universe. That's fucking dumb. Fucking waste of time. The good news about this film is it isn't as bad as I thought it would be. The bad news is it's still bad. And drags. A few solid fight scenes, a few unexplained scenes that, they, that, that you comic book nerds could explore. Laura, Lois Lane is meh, as usual. Doomsday boring. Lex Luthor annoying. And the horseshit Martha tie-in. I give this movie a three and a half. That's nicer than I give it. I give it, like, a frickin' two. That's the thing is, as much as, like, Justice League was a shit show... I actually did prefer Justice League to Batman versus Superman because it was only two hours long. So it was like, okay, at least it's like two hours. Batman versus Superman is like, and then uh, Kevin Israel saying there's 30 minutes of additional uh, footage. No, no, thank you. Very much. No, thank you. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So three and a half. Again, I saw in the theater. I go, you know what? It's not as bad as I thought, but it's still bad. After rewatching yesterday, going, it's still not as bad, but this is not this is not good. Does it pass the remote test? The remote test, TFYI, is if you're ever flipping mm-hmm. around on cable and you happen to catch at any point, do you tune in? My answer is not at all, unless it is that warehouse scene where he fucks everybody up. After that, I am out like uh, Zumba pants. How about that? <laughs> Kevin Israel, the floor is yours. All right. Uh, so I had the unique opportunity to see this movie at, at the New York premiere. Um, and I was super jazzed about seeing this movie. I'm, uh, as Kevin knows, a huge uh comic book movie fan a lot of these movies i've been waiting for most of my life so when when i knew there was a movie coming out and i knew that there was going to be loosely motivated by the dark knight returns which is one of the greatest comic books ever written um i'm very excited uh to finally see batman and superman go toe-to-toe uh when the cast walked out onto stage uh to you know just wave to everybody and you could see the look in Ben Affleck's face. He made a horrible <laughs> mistake. And he did not he did not smile once. Henry Henry Cavill looked like he had just won an Oscar. And Ben Affleck looked like he just found out that both of the Marthas were killed. Like it was he and so with that I was like, oh, this isn't gonna be good. Um, I think Cavill was smiling because he, he just got word that he got cast to be in Mission Impossible Fallout, <laughs> which is fucking amazing. Well, and it, that's also, a great he movie. Standing, yeah, he was standing next to Gal Gadot, so that's probably, probably – and she looked flawless at this. Oh, but, r- r- real fast to interrupt once, I'm sorry, yet once again. Do you know who was originally approached to play the role of Wonder Woman but said no because she didn't want to have, be mobbed every time she went out with her kids? You know, I remember to... somebody saying that, and I can't remember who it was. Tia, any idea? Um, I feel like at one point there was like talk about Ronda Rousey or something. No. Or is I getting that confused with Captain Marvel? I might be getting that confused with Captain Marvel. I, di- I didn't hear that. I'm not knowing. I'm just knowing, like, oh, that's not her. Um, the answer, Kobe Smulders, who went on to play Maria Hill for the reason of I didn't want to get swamped every time I went out to go get ice cream or whatever. Like, I don't think I could see her as Wonder Woman. I, 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 I 100% can see her as Wonder Woman. They're both the same kind of slender yeah. brunette. I mean, when Gal Gadot was first cast, I was completely against it. I said she's too Me thin. Me too. She's too they, – they went for a model. They should have picked somebody who had a little more of an athlete's build. But she really pulls it off, and she really has the power about her when she, in her presence. So she she was definitely look at BVS. She was the highlight of this movie. Um, Stand out, and yeah. Really, she it really led well into Wonder Woman. Um, that uh, so that said, anyway, so the movie itself suffers from what all of the DC movies suffer from, and what the lesser Marvel movies suffer from. They have no discernible villain no villain worth following the reason everything behind the avengers was so great and the reason endgame was so great was because thanos was a fantastic villain he was a villain you could sympathize with you understood and you even kind of liked and 
the uh, the DC universe has yet to come close to that, and they have two fantastic villains to pull from. They have the Joker, and they have Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is a, an amazing villain. He's a villain who he should be a big, charismatic, handsome, powerful guy who you like, and then you realize, oh, I'm supposed to hate him. That's Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is the guy who's who's shaking your hand while he's kissing your mother. That's Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor isn't this whiny, nerdy. I hated Jesse Eisenberg so much in this. I hated it, I, and I tried to convince myself that it wasn't going to be that bad. But when he started making those little mm, oh, eh, mm, noises, I wanted to punch him in the face. He, he was trying to like act as if he was like Heath Ledger's Joker, and then even his physical acting was bad because to me, Lex Luthor is always like you know yes charismatic but also stoic at the same time like stands up very straight always yep. has these great suits and the fact that he is just kind of like lazying around or something like that it's i just like a silicon valley asshole like it's, it was it was yeah. so the only saving grace to this if they continue with this universe and this storyline is that he and he said it once he goes oh lex was my father he's the name on the building his father should come back they should yeah. accidentally kill off Jesse Eisenberg's Alexander <laughs> Luther, and they should go, and they and they, he should have been the mastermind behind everything, and they could fix that. They could retcon that whole thing that easily, and they actually, it, it almost felt like they set it up like we don't know if this is gonna work, so we're gonna have another Lex Luther waiting in the wings because I don't think they ever said if he died or not. Um, no, and I think that they threw that in there probably just in case uh, there was such a negative reaction to Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, which is, which Lex is, Luthor. Which is a really bad omen if that's, if that's the way you're writing. <laughs> um, but so I have to disagree with Kevin uh, on something. The catalyst for all of this wasn't the piss. The catalyst for all of this was getting the kryptonite into America, which is the dumbest plot device ever. Uh, Lex had that whole meeting with the congressman and then the other, I guess he was a congressman where he shoved the Jolly Rancher in his mouth which was one of the most needlessly creepy scenes I've seen in a super So cringy. But that whole meeting with her was because he wanted to import the the uh, the kryptonite and she wouldn't let him. Which, why did he, why was he trying to legally import this kryptonite? He killed, he blew up Congress. He kidnapped a lady and he was worried about international trade law like that's banana like he could just bring it in like that was absolutely ridiculous storyline that made no sense but that's what led to everything happening that's why he blew up congress because she didn't agree with him and that's what led to this and that's and then batman went and stole the thing and that's why he hated batman it was terrible writing absolutely terrible writing um the uh i agree with kevin uh that the scene the fight scene to save martha was the highlight of this movie and possibly one of the best Batman fight scenes in all of the Batman movies. It was the most Batman-like Batman fight scene that I'd seen. I also have to disagree, and this, is, this, was a, this was one of my problems with this movie. I loved Ben Affleck as Batman. I loved him. I thought he was a great Bruce Wayne. I thought he came off cocky and arrogant. The thing to Batman, the trick to Batman is, Bruce Wayne is actually the mask. The guy is Batman. He puts on the mask to be Bruce, Bruce Wayne, and he has to fake being this guy who he's really not. And I thought Ben pulled that off awesome. Christian Bale was terrible as Bruce Wayne. Even when he was in the, in the, on the boat with all the, the – the, it was the Russian ballet, and, and like Kevin – Kevin because Kevin wants to be that guy, so he's putting himself <laughs> – 
No, no, no. The part where he walks in the hotel with the two chicks on his arm, then he jumps in the fountain with them. That's who I want to be. Not that- yeah, but, he just, but he just does it, and he never even looked like he was enjoying it. He, he, never, he never exuded any enjoyments playing this, this part. Where Ben Affleck, the scene where he's in Lex Luthor's house, and he, and he, run, and he has to like fake like he's drunk, and then, he, uh, and then when the girl walks by and he goes, That Sorry. was method for Ben Affleck. Who are we kidding? <laughs> but you know what? That's, that's part of the reason I thought it, it, it came off so, so genuine. And, and to be honest, anyone can play Batman. Anyone can be a guy in a suit with a gravelly voice. That's not the challenge. The challenge is to be Bruce Wayne, who's really the character. That's who he's pretending to be. Because really, deep down, he's just Batman. That's, that's who he is. So I like Ben Affleck. I dislike pretty much everything else in this movie and the storyline. The, the fact that it tried to combine the death of Superman, which was a great comic book storyline, and the Dark Knight Returns, which is, in my opinion, one of the best comic books ever written, and then it ended up to be this flying piece of hot shit was such a tragedy. Um, I agree with Tia that the Doomsday was looked terrible. He looked like a bad Orakai from the Lord of, Lord of the Rings. Like the Lord of the Rings, all the way back then, did that character better than Batman v Superman did just four years ago. Well, I mean, did you see someone point out on Twitter that the Pirates of the Caribbean movie was what, like ten years ago or something? And Davy Jones, that CGI is better than anything that the current. Yeah. The EU has done. I mean, I'm so critical when it comes to CGI because we've seen good CGI. And oh, you're Warner Brothers. Yeah, Mar- you're Warner Marvel, Brothers. Does per- Marvel does CGI flawlessly. Uh, Thanos looked almost real. Uh, the uh, one, the woman who's part of his, you know, little clan. I mean, that wasn't even makeup. That person was CGI, and that looked great. So it's like you, you can't get. Doomsday right? You can't get Stefan Wolf right? It's just, it's ridiculous. And it's, I don't understand where all this money comes unless it's just literally to pay the actors. The and only they got, thing they did I get just, right with, with DC was they got Shazam right. That shit was good. Hands down. Shazam was good. Shazam was, Shazam was, I thought Shazam was very good. Wonder Woman was good until the last quarter of the movie. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman, yeah. Aquaman was okay. I liked it better when it was called Black Panther. But <laughs> it was it was it was okay. I didn't I didn't. CGI hate was still shoddy though. The hair of it was it was just too much CGI. The whole yeah. movie was basically CGI. Um, my last point in this, uh, and I'll, I I I wasn't even gonna make this point, but Tia brought it up, and I have to disagree with her. I love blaming the superhero. I love politicians getting involved. I loved the Civil War aspect. I loved. I liked this because that's exactly what politicians would do. Politicians, you wouldn't be able to blame the villain because the villain wouldn't be there to blame. So they'd have to blame somebody, so it would be the hero. They'd go, well, this guy's going to answer to it, so I'm going to blame him and make him the enemy because that's how fucked up politics is and politicians are. So I felt like that scene of him going to Congress and to speak in front of Congress, even though it didn't end up being handled really well, uh, was, was kind of an honest moment where you saw the real world clashing with with this very, very fantastic world. So for me, God, I wanted to love this movie. And I even walked out of it trying to convince myself that I love this movie. Um, I, As far as the remote test for me, I wouldn't say it passes the remote test, but it doesn't completely fail because I, when it's on, I do go back because I love, I, I love Henry as Superman. I think he's, he looks the part. He's a good actor. He just has yet to be given a script that's worth it. And I do, I did really think that Ben Affleck was surprisingly good casting. So there's stuff in this movie that I like to watch, 
But the movie itself is just a fucking mess. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a shame that they're going to have to be making up for these mistakes between Batman v Superman and, uh, and Justice League. So I give this movie a four and a half. Um, uh, and, and that's, and, and that's, a, and it's, I, I hate to have to give it a four and a half, but that's as good as it's going to get from me. Wow. So we have a T. What'd you give it again? Sorry. I gave it a two. <laughs> I, gave, I gave it a three and a half and Kevin gave it a four and a half. I'm, Wow, we're all pretty much right on top of each other with this one. Okay, all right. But now it is time for Critics Five Star Reviews. Let's see what the people get paid to write this shit thing. <laughs> Critics Five Star Reviews. Critics Five Star Reviews. Critics Five Star Reviews. It, you're going to see a theme here real fast. It doesn't stick the landing, but no tentpole blockbuster has ever flown so close to the sun while obscuring the, that light under layers and layers of gray. Mm-hmm. That's what we call a backhanded compliment in the biz. Oh, wait, and I'm sorry. There's one more point I wanted to make. And it was some, And Kevin, you were like, they beat you over the, the head with it. I am so sick of the Jesus images in superhero movies. Oh, yeah. I get what you're trying to do, but when he flew up to the sun and then was kind of hanging there and he had that mo, and it's like, we get it. Or when he was walking through the, uh, the people with the, with the Day of the Dead masks on and they yeah. all start reaching out to him. It's like, all right. We get that he's this kind of Jesus figure. Fucking let it go. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Dawn of Justice is perhaps not the Batman-Superman film we deserve, but it's the one we have right now. This chapter has just done enough to spark to light. Sorry. This chapter has just enough spark to light the universe fuse. Go for the Affleck. Stay for the Godot. <laughs> The film is not the mess some of us have led to believe, but it's also not as good as it could have been. Full review in Spanish. (laughs) Read it. No. My (laughs) accent is terrible, even though it took five years of it. Critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. Critics one-star reviews. Wondering how to teach your offspring that the world is a horrifying, random, awful place? Let director Zack Snyder take care of that for you. Some diehard DC comic fans will try to do mental gymnastics to describe the crack biscuit they were just force-fed as delicious. Wow. They shouldn't. They should demand better, and better than this shouldn't be hard. One big, beautiful mess. This film is screaming with so much potential, but for the most part, it fails to capture that, that potential at every angle, every single turn, excuse me. When this movie is good, it is really, really good, but man, when is it not? Brace yourself. This movie suffers from fighting with itself for screen time. That was contradictory, I felt. A little bit. I, I will say that I have seen people say that uh, Zack Snyder's DC movies are for the diehard uh, comic book fans. And if you're not a diehard comic book fan, then this movie wasn't made for you. It's like, it is a movie made by a gigantic studio. It needs to be made for everyone because that's how you get your money. Um, That's what Marvel does so great is that they can literally take people who have never read a comic a day in their life and still get them interested. I'm sorry, you don't need to necessarily follow the cookie cutter, you know, cookie cutter uh, thing that Marvel does, but you have to some, you still have to cater to the public. And that's exactly what Nolan did with his trilogy and why it's so fucking brilliant. Last one, or this review, BVS's most pivotal scene centers around a jar of urine. I'm not kidding. 
a jar of urine. <laughs> You just mentioned that. I know. I, I wrote that before I, I did the reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. The fights between Batman and Superman were well done. As they progressed, I began appreciating Ben Affleck take on Batman more and more. Henry Cavill has nailed this Superman iteration perfectly. Wonder Woman was a nice addition, but she was also slightly annoying, but also somewhat intriguing. This jury is still out about Gail Gadot. I love Snyder's vision, and the film itself is just awesome. Okay, the Martha thing was a little forced. Ben Affleck's Batman is so badass in this film. I think one day this film will be appreciated like Blade Runner is today, which took years to get its props. By the way, I did not and still do not like Blade Runner. I think that's insanely overrated. I once ate a loaf of bread, and the shit I took the next day wasn't as forced as that Martha scene. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> so what to make of this film and how to score it? Call it an A-plus for effort, B for execution. This film entertained me and maybe went to see what comes next. It gave us a cinematic take on Batman, which has previously gone unseen. It treats our modern myths as something as well, mythic. I, I, don't, I copy and paste. I know it's fashionable to hate on DC movies and love Marvel movies. I admit to loving Deadpool and Ant-Man. DC's universe is the one I would personally love, love to fully explore. And bring on Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad. By the way, this sounds like Ryan Reynolds is playing double agent writing reviews on Amazon. <laughs> I'd just like to say that Ben Affleck was amazing as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Major spoilers ahead. Those that bring up the Martha scene between Batman and Superman and think he stopped because their mothers share the same name clearly were not paying attention. Again, this brings up my point where the characters here are not two-dimensional. I would love to sit this guy down and go, here you go, explain. But that's the thing is that I've heard people say, like, you just don't understand the Martha scene. I'm like, really? Because to me, it literally plays on paper of, why did you say Martha? And it's like, oh, well, you know, cool. We're friends now. I'm going to go save your mom. What do you want to bet 50 bucks that the same people who defend this film and that Martha scene specifically are the same people who defend 2001 A Space Odyssey? (laughs) Probably. That Martha scene is tantamount to the scene in Step Brothers where they go, did we just become best yep. friends? <laughs> Step Brothers did it better. <laughs> it tried to be Step Brothers in that moment so badly. Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. This one is a long one, but man, this guy hit some points. Or girl. This may be the worst superhero movie of all time. Ben Affleck's Batman is an awful caricature of Frank Miller's dark, uber-brooding, ultra-intense Batman. And since when does Batman drink? Getting wasted and being possibly the most disciplined human on the planet to not go hand-in-hand. He got drunk in the first Batman. Guys, remember that? Batman Begins, excuse me. Kill and use guns. A core aspect of the Batman character is is abhorrence of guns and murder because of what happened to his parents. His vow not to use firearms and not to kill is as strong, if not stronger, than his vow to be Batman and to protect the innocent. As Batman has said many times, it's what separates us from them. Amy Adams was an uninspired Lois Lane, and Lex Luthor was a cheap imitation of Heath Ledger's unhinged Joker. The soundtrack sounds like it was pilfered from some from some cheesy B-movie. Oh, and Doomsday gets a Venom Spider-Man 3 treatment and is crammed <laughs> in at the end with very little role to play other than a drawn-out, poorly shot 
strangely lit action sequence, and the infamous Martha scene, I'm not even going there, but he just did. Only Bright Star was Wonder Woman, but how, but my goodness, how do you screw up a Batman movie this bad? This main Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds look like Oscar caliber. It's worse that Zack Snyder has defended this abomination instead of just manning up and saying, my bad, took some risks that didn't work out. Avoid this movie. As a lifelong Batman film, this representation of the character hurts my soul. This guy and I could drink, or this girl and I could drink without a problem. I mean, to be fair, Zack Snyder never takes accountability for his shitty movies. He just says, well, there was a director's cut that you guys didn't get to see. That's hilarious that this person mentioned Jesse Eisenberg doing a Heath Ledger in imitation. Maybe he really just wanted to be the Joker and he wasn't allowed to be it. And so he was like, well, I'm bringing to my Lex Luthor performance. I never thought of it before, but he definitely did have a lot of Heath's ticks and mannerisms yeah. without the natural like Heath look Heath became that person. This looked like somebody just watched that and was like, I'm gonna do some of that shit and we'll see if it works. Even the hair too. I admire Jared Leto trying to be something different, although it did not fucking work. It was terrible, yeah. but at least it wasn't a carbon copy of Heath. Next one. Stop watching because of the language was bad for my taste. I know most of you don't care because of the filthy language. Not for me. You don't need the language for a movie to be good. Leave God's name out and the F word. What oh, F word? Oh, God. <laughs> this is a book written by someone who does not possess English as a first language. It is a piece of, of garbled and ridiculous sentences. It, is, it takes some talent to spend that much money making such a terrible movie. And, of course, the last one's always my favorite, Kevin. Ready? Bought this for my stepfather, who is a negative person. Probably is a good movie to watch. I don't care for him. That's why I'm giving this product a one star. P.S. He's a terrible kisser. What? I just made, <laughs> what? I, I just made, no, I made the last part up. That last is me. <laughs> I was he, like, we need to call the authorities immediately. <laughs> I, uh, I, I knew that would be a nice curveball. Tia Fabi again, thank you for coming on Gutting the Sacred Cow. Kevin Israel, did Tia Fabi gut the Sacred Cow? I'm going to say this, and it's going to be with an asterisk. Tia gut the Sacred Cow, but the cow was already dead on the ground, bleeding its guts out, and she just came over and kicked it a few times. So, yes, <laughs> she got it, but this, this was, you know, I, I, I lobbied hard to let you come on and, and gut this one because... I think it's it's a it, I like I just like talking about the movie, but uh, but this this was this was by all measures a a bad bad movie, and it was a bad movie because it could have been such a good movie, um, and uh, but you did a you did a fantastic job pointing out um, all the terrible. Obvious. <laughs> I'll co-sign on that gutting, and I will also throw in she threw a little cyanide on the cow, just a little a little acid in there as well, just to really make sure. And then she took the cow's wallet and ran off with it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, for good measure. This film stinks. Again, I never tip my hand in these films, but as soon as you said this, I said, ah, you know what? There's no shock here. The real question was, was Kevin Israel going to hate this film? But Tia Fabia, again, thank you for coming on. Where can we find you? Shout out your podcast and all the uh, social medias you care to do so. Yeah, absolutely. As I mentioned before, if you go to geekvibesnation.com, it kind of shows all of our social media platforms. Every Sunday, I do the top 10 with Tia, which you can find on all of the available podcast outlets. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Tia Faby, and I also do occasionally a podcast called Tea Time with 
Tia, where I just kind of talk about trailers and anything that is new coming out and all that. So please make sure that you check that out. I'd really appreciate it. And I really love the time that I had with you guys. You are hilarious. And I know that it seems like I was going for the low-hanging fruit, but as I said, there is a tremendous amount of people who actually liked this movie. <laughs> well, we can't wait for them to go crazy when they listen to this. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. These uh, these incel nerds are gonna throw their phone against their basement wall and make their parents <laughs> buy them a new one. This is, uh, Kevin Israel. How about yourself? Where can we find you? Um, you can find me staring at my calendar. I actually just I actually do have a couple live shows coming up. Um, right. If you if you go to my Facebook page, I haven't posted up their local Jersey shows coming up on the 11th and the 18th. Which okay, so we have a show coming up on uh, May 18th. But uh, go check out my uh, social media, my website, kevinisrael.com. And if you want to hear me, you can get my album, The Struggle is Real, on iTunes and everywhere else you download shit. KevinGoatee.com for more wittyisms and whatnots. I like Tia's alliteration. Tea time with Tia talking trailers. Yeah. Like alliteration. <laughs> alliteration works with me every time, Tia. God damn it. I love it. KevinGoatee.com. But don't forget guttingthesacredcow.com. Come on in here every single day. We're posting articles every Monday, our list of 10. Every Tuesday, movie quotes that we find special and fun. Wednesday, movies that we've just recently watched. Thursday, movie news. Fridays, sequels that we want to see or felt did not need to happen. Every day on guttingthesacredcow.com. And, of course, go there for some merch. Buy a hat, bag, T-shirt, coffee mug. Kevin Israel, have you bought a hat yet or shirt, you son of a bitch? Why aren't you supporting us? I know. I have to get a hat. I want to get a hat. I'm wearing my shirt right now. (laughs) (laughs) Tia Fabi, you've been a delight and a joy. Thank you so much for going and coming on the show. We appreciate it. We will see you soon. Everybody else, thank you again for watching, listening to Gutting the Sacred Cow. You're just the bee's knees. Take care. See you later.